Alrighty, guys. Welcome back. Stay tuned podcast. Uh, as always, Kyle and Sam here. Um, this is a fun episode we got coming to you today. Um, did a podcast with David Eicholt. He's a 24-7 sports, does a lot of, a lot of uh, Hawkeye sports coverage. Um, 25 years old, young guy, just getting into the game. So really fun time getting to talk to him about what it's like, you know, being a part of sports media um, in, in a town like Iowa City. Um, his partnership with 24-7, CBS, all that good stuff. And then how crazy it's been this last year with COVID and sports and everything else. So we had a good time. Um, really fun conversation. Hope you all enjoy it. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. It's the Stay Tuned Podcast. Iowa City, Iowa. He'll probably play as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. And shit, Iowa high school football yeah. is starting to uh, turn up. Anyway. I'm going whenever you guys are. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, David Eicholt, do I got your name right there? Yeah, you did. Perfect, yeah. David. Thanks for coming on. And you write for – let's just start there. So yeah. you're with 24-7 Sports. Yep. And uh, you said your partner is who? Sean Bach. So you want to kind of talk about how 27, 24-7 Sports started, you, kind of your role there? Sure. So, I mean, 24-7 Sports, and you guys know the Rivals Network. Yeah, uh, Rivals Big competitor sure. of ours. So Shannon – uh, Shan Terry was the guy who founded that company, sold it to Yahoo, and then he had a one-year not-compete clause. So he waited, rivals. yeah, out of rivals after he sold it. He waited a year, and then started twenty-four-seven sports. So twenty-four-seven oh, really? sports and rivals were the same guys. Oh, I had no idea. That's yeah, interesting. Which is so of, he sold it. <laughs> then he sold it to see. Then he sold twenty-four-seven sports to CBS. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When did that? He, when did that happen? Twice over. Well, Shannon, well, I can't remember what year exactly he sold it to CBS, but he just, but he still stayed on board as like the CEO okay. for a while. He just stepped down last year. Now he's, I think he's on a couple new ventures. I think he's doing something called Outsider.com. Uh, and you guys know Marty Smith is for ESPN. Yeah. He's a yeah, partner. He's, like he's a, gotcha. he's a partner with them okay. now too. Okay. Wow. So he's doing a bunch of outdoor stuff. He's, he's from Nashville. Okay. He's a big outdoor guy. Right. Um, but basically how my whole thing came about was. Man, I'll t- I'm going to go back a ways because I feel like I just kind of start just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, take, free, it, take it back. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. interested in, you know, when you knew you wanted to do journalism and how that all Yeah, so, so, I mean, it was it was a really long, complicated journey because I started out in business. I mean, both my parents are pretty successful in business. My dad was a project manager for Midwest Public Power. Uh, my mom was the vice president of leadership and a HR person at a big call center out in Utah. I lived there for 10 years. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what I want to do in college. I went to Nebraska. Uh, it's like, all right, well, business is simple enough. It can transition to so many different things, right? right? So I had that, and about after I got into business calc and something else, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, I can't sit in a desk for 12 hours a day, no right. matter what kind of you know job yeah. I'd be doing or whatever. So kind of got lost in a little bit of what I want to do. I thought about going into professional video gaming. <laughs> actually really? and I really? had, yeah i actually had a couple under the table offers for oh, wow. a couple yeah i was pretty ridiculous what I, games i played league a lot i Is played you? a lot of call of duty mm-hmm. uh smite i was like the number three solo player in the world at the time really, really? yeah i mean I'm, i don't i don't I was putting in like 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's yeah. a thing though. Like, if, yeah. if you're gonna do it, you gotta grind that. Yeah, I don't like, want to distract from your or you know take you off your story, but like, <laughs> how did uh, like how do you get under under the table offers? Like, who, not, who came, well, who I mean, came, like, who came like to you? No, like no, no, okay. So because like, it's changed so much. Yeah. I mean, so, if you were that age now, so there would be real money. I, I wouldn't right. put. I wouldn't say under the table. I just don't really want to name the companies that okay, I gotcha. got an offer. Gotcha. Like they were legitimate offers, and like it's actually funny. I did an interview with one of the Daily Iowan kids because he's asking about you know my journey or whatever. Right. 
I, I said some of this stuff. My parents had no idea. I never talked oh, to them really? about this. So when they read that article, that was the first time they'd ever, <laughs> they ever heard of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't think I was going to do it. Because, I mean, if you guys know about the esports community at all, yeah. it's so, like, there's no job security. None, like, right. you're either balling or you are out. And I'm <laughs> right. like, I'm not about to drop out of college <laughs> to pursue it. To video game. Yeah. Like, well, and, and that would have been, I mean, that would have been, what, six six years ago, five years God, ago? God, dude, so maybe I'm feeling so dated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was... Because fresh- it's changed. I mean, it's blown up. It's freshman up. year. It's blown up so much even since Oh, and then, 2K. And it's still so much different, though. Right. And 2K. I was pretty good 2K, 2K yeah. yeah. Um, Did you play, yeah. like, a... I was like online league, or? yeah. So I was, I was console, but like league and everything, obviously, is on PC. Right, uh, right. But I mean, dude, I played everything. I was a huge. I almost got into video game design too, and like really? wanted to thought about. Like, if I was in business, I was gonna try to go into like a video game company, or I was gonna do something with like music. So I mean, yeah. my, I mean, I've got a wide variety of interests. Right. Like I've kind of been all well, over the map. Like hobbies, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, video games, making music, uh, making music. Just yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I just like to mess. Around. I like to write a lot. Oh, I was yeah. starting to learn. I was starting to learn guitar. I'm big into like. I mean, I listen to like a bunch of rap music. I listen to a bunch of. I go from rap music like Frank Sinatra, dude. Like my really? my music You're all taste across is, the board. Then yeah, Blake Shaw. I mean, yeah, I'm literally all across the board. That's cool. Um, but yeah, man. So I mean, I kind of bounced all over the map, and then I had a really tough sophomore semester. Just I mean, you guys know the college scene, right? Getting you right. know some some habits yeah. develop. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm trying to sit there and debate what I want to do, and I'm like, you know, I love sports. Like I fall asleep with sports radio every night. Like I love it. And I'm like, you know, I had trouble in the classroom at times, but I could fall asleep listening to the radio, like ESPN radio at night. I'd wake up and remember every single stat that they'd say. Really? Like, right. just I'd subconsciously hear it in my yeah. sleep and I'd remember it. Mm-hmm. And I even tested myself one night and it worked. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go into like, I want to do sports announcing. I thought about doing TV and radio more so because my writing was below subpar and that's being kind to me <laughs> mm-hmm. like I, I was like a 17 18 english act oh, really? bro like it was not pretty right i had like a 33 <laughs> in science so i'm like oh let's naturally let's go to my weakest subject and try to make that a career <laughs> yeah, right yeah. <laughs> so yeah and then i i got i started out a blog which no longer exists rip uh it was called the sports spill and it was kind of my own mini bar stool i hate to compare it to bar stool but like yeah well that's your trying. Yeah, i mean I like you. it was one of those things where like i would do a column once a week where i'd I honestly just get pre-tanked, and then I just write whatever is on my head. <laughs> yeah. I want to proofread it, and I just did, like I just put it out. Right. That did pretty well, and I did some serious stuff. I did some podcasts, I did a lot of like student radio and stuff. And, and then this is all at Lincoln. Yeah, okay. and then the uh, going into my junior year, I had some connections after a class with uh, Sean Callahan, who was the uh, publisher of uh, Husker Online, which yeah. is the rivals yeah, affiliate say, for yeah. Nebraska, yeah, no, okay. and he's like the nebraska figure yeah for like, sure i hate using twitter as real life whatsoever mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a guy who pu- uh, publishes a site about one team having ninety three thousand twitter followers like right. that's pretty ridiculous well and they're i mean that that fan base is pretty rabid yeah you know they're I mean, nuts that, that's a whole other deal yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean they're uh they're passionate oh absolutely like they're crazy crazy passionate yeah uh so he hired me as an intern i did that for two years and then so that was junior senior at nebraska yep. Okay. Yeah, and I still did student radio on the side. I did some play-by-play for the student radio network. I got a couple of awards for color commentary. and oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was kind of going all over the map. Kind of got myself together, like right. I said, after the rough semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm coming out of college. I did one extra semester. I did I did summer, uh, summer semester. 
And I'm like, you know, I got these awards. I got the stacked resume. I got references. I'm like, I'm going to get hired. Like, right. whatever. Right. 127 jobs. I got no interviews. Wow. I've not seen that even, on your Twitter. Not even yeah, a callback. That's not nuts. Even. That's fascinating. That's crazy. And only 13 of the jobs even gave me an automated rejection letter. Really? 114 didn't even acknowledge wow. it. Wow. Outside of, like, the confirmation email, they'll give you, like, right. hey, thanks for submitting your resume right. or whatever. Uh so you know, I'm feeling down the dumps a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm depressed. Cause I, like, could, well, I could see how that'd shock. be tough. I mean, well, yeah. It, it, it's like I'm two weeks from graduation. Yes, yeah, so and I'm like, you're bad oh out. my god, I don't have a job. I'm like, what am I gonna do? And I'm the guy that's like, do I gotta do something? Like, right. I can't sit around. Like, right. I, I'm. So I'm, I'm tweaking. Well, when you don't want to leave four and a semester extra of college, and be that, and be like, I don't have even anything lined up at all. Yeah, exactly. it's a bad feeling. No, you know it what I mean? sucks, man. Because then the thought is like, well, I don't know how I get, like, I don't know what I can do to earn an offer after this. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is kind of yeah. Where do you the go end of my school, there, right? like, So I, the weirdest thing ever was, I mean, cause my birthday is mid July, and my parents are like, oh, what do you want? And I'm like. I just want a damn job. Like, I just want to feel like somebody wants, like, give me an interview. Right. Like, if I feel like I can get in an interview, at least I can at least Good show what I'm about. Right. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. Because, I mean, I've seen some people whose resumes on, like, are average, but then I talk one-on-one because I'll help, you know, help them kind of reshift their resume and talk to them about what they want to do. Just, I don't know, just to try to give right. something back. I don't, you know, I don't know. Right. Uh, and I'm like, man, this person's a lot more confident and a lot more poised and different than what you think in you'd person. be on paper. Right, right. Right. So I wouldn't even say it's not, ju- don't judge a book by its cover, but don't judge someone off their resume. Right. Like right. there's so much well, more. How there's only so much happen? you can show on a resume too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can't show any personality. Yeah. I, that's what I was just going to say. And how many times do you, I mean, does, does the wrong, does a company make the wrong hire based off of a resume? You know, because like yeah. they didn't even get to you. 114 jobs didn't even, 127. Yeah. Didn't even interview it was, you. The crazy yeah. part was I didn't even apply for the job I got now. Really? Somebody referenced me to really? the one of the, like one of the upper guys in 24 7. I woke up to a text message on my birthday asking if he could interview me in like an hour. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, let's do it. Right. Uh-huh. So I talked to him for a while. It went well. And I grew up following Iowa sports. So I'm like, if there's a way, like a place I want to start out at. Right, because yeah. you're from Sioux City. Like, so. Yeah, I was, so I was born in Sioux City. I didn't really grow up in Iowa, but like my parents are both like long life Iowa fans. Like okay. they yeah. uh, they lived in Iowa. And, and I'm like, all right, I want to do this. Right. They called me that next day after my birthday and offered me the job and said, you're, uh, you can start August 1st. So I had to do a family vacation. I had to find a place to live. I had to take all my stuff and move it, and Iowa's media day was, I think, August 8th, mm-hmm. so I had right. to do the vacation, find a place, and do everything. By the way, keep in mind, this is late July in Iowa City. How many right. places are actually available? Oh, right. Right. Almost none. It's a terrible time to be looking for an apartment. Yeah. yeah. Terrible time. Uh, but it ended up working out perfectly, uh, but that's how I got started was 24 7 is the only job that gave me any wow. sort of chance, so it's more so like... I mean, it's a good place to work. Yeah. It's a great... I mean, uh, I, yeah. I'm sure it's better than a lot of the jobs you applied for. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the thing is, too, is like... And this is no... This going to sound like I'm taking shots. It's no disrespect to anyone who does local radio or local TV whatsoever because they are so important and they, don't, they do not get... I think the credit they deserve, especially sure. small town papers, like right. covering sports. Like right. it's so important in the community and how many people look for it. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Just knowing my personality, I just don't think I would have liked it at all. I don't think I would have been able to do it. Right. I think it just fell into a perfect situation for me mm-hmm. because I mean, I think about what if I covered Rutgers before they got Grace Shiano? What if I'm covering Rutgers football? Like how many different ways can you write 
Okay, we got our ass kicked by 40. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's only so much we're, you we're can horrible get. And we're yeah. not competitive. I know? mean, it's just like, like... Well, and then, and then I mean, it's just... This is another really good fan base. I mean, not only do you like the team, but it's a good fan base to create content for, yeah. writing or talking about, because people really do... We don't have a professional team. Like, we got the Cubs and stuff and whatever, but, like, people that like Iowa sports really like Iowa sports. It's one of those rare schools. Not rare, but more so under-the-radar schools in the sense that there's an equal amount of support for basketball and football, and then you have wrestling on top of that. And, by the way, the baseball team's on the up-and-up. Oh, by the way, you have the nation's best women's player, Caitlin Clark. Right, right. The women's team's going to sell out Carver-Hawkeye next year, and it's not going to surprise me at all. No, I I think they will, too. They're going to be a preseason top 12, top 15 team. The track team's good. Like The men's track team won the Big Ten. Gymnastics, I think, was pretty good, too, this year. Yeah, they are. I mean, basically, if you do a sport here, you're competitive, at the least. Yeah, but people pay attention to all of them. I mean, it's it's, where's the money? I mean, that's the thing, too. That's true. I think before the pandemic, a lot of people didn't realize – where all that money comes right. from i mean football drives oh, everything dude. like yeah. if you talk about profits and surpluses and losses mm-hmm. i mean basketball is only bringing in like 1.5 million yeah, i think yeah. or something like that. women's basketball's yeah. women's basketball by the way only cost like i don't remember if this is iowa or not but i saw a prominent women's basketball program it was like six hundred thousand dollar loss really? which is yeah. not that bad it really say, is not no, that not bad all, not with all the money I, I, I was gonna say like i know swimming's losing money i think gymnastics was too like football really is kind of the saving that's what drives system. the yeah. ncaa yeah. well that yeah. and the and, i'm sorry not the answer it drives the conferences right what yeah, drives yeah. the ncaa is the ncaa tournament yeah right which is the why basketball. despite you know a second surge of covid where like somebody you know knock on wood like dies or mm-hmm. some crazy crap happens yeah they were always going to play the ncaa right. tournament right. there was right. no well, they way were, they, they were, were they, they were heartbroken they missed last they year they could not survive the ncaa, no, they would, no. the NCAA would cease to exist if they did not have an ncaa tournament yeah. this yeah. year yeah and even with like even with playing all the games in indiana and you know small crowds and all that like it was still electric you know yeah and like the ratings yeah. were great i mean the ratings are I mean, I, I I don't know the exact numbers, but I know like they were crushing like every NBA game. They were, you yeah. know. Well, I'll tell you what, too. like a, like a fifteen and a two seed was like killing Lakers Clippers. Like UConn Iowa did really well. Oh yeah, the UConn one, the, Iowa the, the was the second. Game. I think the second most watched Sweet Sixteen of all time. Yeah, really. So that, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I told him I'm like, I know I wrote a column right after the season. I said, you know, Paige Beckers. Who, by the way, is phenomenal. Like, I know Iowa fans like to trash Paige Beckers right. because she's, she's a UConn. Out of Connecticut. Yeah, she's the, the she's unbelievable. Girl. She's yeah. unbelievable. I think Caitlin Clark's better, but I do too. it's not by here's here's a stat. I don't want to get in on this, but here's a stat that stuck out to me. I think ESPN said it. How many ISO plays has Paige Becker scored on this season? I think it was nine. Right. So it's very team oriented success. Right. Caitlin's was like ninety eight. Really? That's crazy. So she's like setting up all of her own shots right, from thirty right, plus right. feet. Well, and that's the, you know, that's the system they have at UConn, which exactly, is great for though. them. But like, yep, you have star. I mean, and I don't want to discredit any of the our women's basketball players because they're all they're I mean, all. Maka Cesano led the nation in field goal percentage. Yeah, exactly. She can she can hoop, right. and they got Gabby Marshall can shoot threes. I mean, yeah. no, they're gonna be a good team. They're gonna be solid. And they, they don't lose much, I don't think. No, the only thing that it's kind of funny though because everybody talked about the men's team this year, talking about the uh, the points and how defense is going to make the big difference. Right. The women were dead last in scoring defense in the country. Oh, really? They were dead last. No they gave up the most points in the country, but they were like the second most efficient offense in the country. I think really? only UConn huh. was above them. Yeah, because yeah, I, I knew everyone that. thought it was going to be really high scoring Yeah. when they were playing each other. And then, like, like it'll be a track y- race. Y- you look at that game, though, too. It was like UConn 
the, the score wasn't – the game was a lot closer than the final score indicated. Yeah. I think it was a 92-72. Yeah. But UConn went on like a 12-0 run yeah. to end the – 12-2 run to end the game. So, I mean, Iowa was within like 8 to 9 yeah, points. Yeah, I know. Because Caitlin game. hit that big three at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. And then it, it cut it to like 8 or something. Yeah. And like it was kind of like, you know – but, yeah, I mean, the end of games, I mean, with free throw. Well, that's what's so much different about having quarters, too. I, I actually like it. I do, yeah. too. I actually yeah. really I wish like the it. men's had quarters. That's going to be an interesting debate when they go back on with the uh, – not the collective bargaining agreement, that's the NBA. But if they end up trying to adopt that – and, like, here's my thing, Are they too. talking about it? Are they considering it? I don't want to say they are, but I know some people have brought it up. Like, I think it's been brought up, but there haven't been any, like, table discussions surrounding yeah. it. I, I would say this, though, too. I think four minutes – Per timeout, I think it's just too short. Yeah. Like you think about the 16, 12, 8, 4, right. combined with the four timeouts each team gets. I mean, that's yeah. so much right. stoppage. Right. Way too like at least with the quarters, you have one under five timeout. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think that's a, be- a better system. Yeah. yeah but. Well, and then it makes everything more situational too. Yeah. Because you get down to like the last minute of a quarter, you only have a minute left. You know, when you have 20 minutes, everything feels so. So chunked. Like, the only yeah. time it gets really situational is, like, the end of the half, yeah. you know, I the, guess. The interesting part, too, for the, the women do, uh, especially the end of games, you know, when you call a timeout, the, in the NBA, you can advance the ball past half court. The right. men's basketball, you don't do that. Women, you can advance it. Right. So they get the ball at half court, and I'm like, I'm still not sure if I really like that mm-hmm. because you think about what would have happened in the uh, – Gonzaga game right. this year. Right. If they were able to advance it. Right. Like Jalen Suggs probably never hits that thirty five foot right. yeah, right. to win it. Yeah. To go to the championship. So Yeah. That was a crazy game. It was that God. was nuts. I'll tell you what, UCLA earned a lot of respect for me because yeah. I had them out in the first round. I had Michigan really? State beating them. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Well the Big Ten didn't I mean, it didn't work out. Here, here's what I'll say about the Big Ten. They beat up each other so bad that like people don't realize how hurt this Iowa team was coming down the stretch. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think I, I think it. I mean, I think it really showed like because yeah, you, you know, you had those. I mean, what are they? The Pac-12 now, like UCLA. And L, they were like eight or nine and zero. Oh. Oregon State went the Elite Eight. Like, in I what know. world is Oregon State? And they're not the Elite Eight. eight. Yeah, right. I mean, I didn't even think but they were fresh. Tournament. No. Yeah, no. they were fresh. They were you fresh. Know, and and you could see that. And then you had the whole thing with people forgot too. This was brought up. I don't remember. I was listening to a podcast or something. And, like, the Big Ten kids had been there a whole extra, you know, week to ten days before yeah. anyone else even got there. And then that is a fair question because, like, you're living out of a hotel with all these restrictions. You can't even go. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there probably had to be a lot of just fatigue and then a lot get, of stuff going on behind closed doors. Then I'm you sure. get Oregon, who didn't have to play. Of course, Iowa's game is yeah. the only team that they face. Two things about that game, and it's not a fluke by any means. I think Oregon was a top three worst matchup for Iowa in that tournament. Yeah, Just the way so that too. team's designed. Like, yeah. Iowa's offense can torch a lot of teams, and they can – even Iowa can defend a lot of teams. Like, right. especially toward the last part of the season, we yeah, kind of no, saw I mean, that. They, they, they improved a lot, yeah. But, man, Oregon's athleticism, and on top of that, they were fresh. They didn't have to yeah. play a first-round game. Yeah. Like, you're talking about, oh, they'll come out rusty – and was that six five to six seven guys that <laughs> yeah. can shoot right. with the shooting guard of the year and Chris Durante. They don't come yeah. out. They rusty. weren't going to come out rusty. Right. No, there was right. never. Well, one they that. didn't. They didn't. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, we were, we kept pace, but like I remember watching that first half and just feeling like we're doing everything we can to keep up, and it feels like Oregon's just kind of cruising. I knew the game know? was over with three minutes left in the first half. Yeah. Right yeah. when they went on that. Like, yeah, what, it had that fourteen feeling. to zero, fourteen right. to two run. I'm like. Because we were doing about everything perfect with the ball through that first half. I mean, give and take some a few moments. But, like, we were hitting tough shots, 
handling the ball really well. And you're just waiting, and you're like, man, this Oregon team's getting stuff really easy right they now. They had nine uncontested dunks against Iowa. Yeah. Game. That's crazy. Yeah. See, you're a big stat guy. I mean, yeah. Big, I told you, that's, that's kind <laughs> of that's kind It's, of, it's that's, your job. You know, I mean, it's, you gotta... it's, 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 yeah. But you I mean, didn't get a go, did you? Not to get no, I didn't. Here. So it sucked because, and it's, again, I, I understand this. With the way the NCAA was this year, which, I, again, they get 25% of fans, they only allowed each team to bring five media members. Oh, wow. But of course, the schools get to select the media members. Uh, it, it, I mean, a lot of people are ticked. Like, really? it wasn't just me. Like, right. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, bash Iowa. Oh, they should have taken me. Like, yeah, I would have liked to go. It would have been a lot of fun. But, like, yeah, been at the fun. same time, there's so many people – in the same beat that have been right. on this beat longer than I have. Right. And they didn't get to go. So it's like, on a, I'm not going to raise heck, you know? On a normal year, do you get to follow a team around? Football team or basketball yeah, team? Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. What I typically do is if it's within driving range or if it's a big enough game, I'll go. But gotcha. like, if it's like going at Rutgers, you no. know, it's, I mean, yeah. it's not, I hate, you know, not to get too much into it, but it's like, it doesn't pay the bills. Right. Like, especially with Zoom, though, too, this year. True. I mean, like, Zoom sort of replaced, it, it replaced a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, which I'm very. I really hope, by the way, that they allow media to go in the locker rooms and press conferences this year. Because, like, in in Grant, this is not again not a shot against the schools and SIDs because they had a really tough job this year. I right. mean, that sucks trying to organize all that oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. but people miss out a lot of great coverage when you don't get when the reporters don't get one on ones or whatever. Because like there'll be times during the Iowa football season, for example. Where what they typically do, Iowa, is you go to the, the train complex, certain players will come out, whatever, TV people will go on one floor, the writers, reporters go on the other floor, and then they'll basically wait around until you're done talking to them, but there's multiple players, so reporters are kind of flying around, getting spotty with, you know, three minutes of this guy, four minutes right. of this guy, but you can get those one-on-one interactions with players, and there's a sense that when you develop that professional relationship, there's a comfort level there. They'll share more with you. Right. Oh, 100%. So, like, the stories get better, and everything's great, but when you're in a Zoom meeting you at that... home on a computer, like, you get the same stuff every right. single story. Kind of, kind, of hold, kind of holding back yeah. a little bit. And, it, and it, it sucks. Like, it right. sucks to write a lot of the time. It, and again, it's nothing against the players, nothing against the SIDs, right. against Iowa, but it's just like, you just miss so much. Like I think about how it bothers me how many stories we could have had this basketball season. Yeah. Oh. Especially yeah, with true. this team. I mean, right. with how many. You well, got I mean, Luka you got Garza. Luka, I was gonna say breaking yeah. records. Yeah. Jordan Bohannon retiring his number, and yeah. you got. I mean, Keegan. Yeah, Keegan. Right. Uh, Joe Camp. I mean, right. like you can go down. I mean, Jack Nunji. I mean, Jack Nunji. I will get. I I gotta say, I've said this time and time again. By God, say this. Jack Nunji doing a press conference in his first return game after his dad's death. Yeah. Crazy. I got all the respect in the world right. for that kid, man. Right. Like yeah. that. He's going to Xavier, right? Yeah. Xavier. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know how he'll fit cool. in that system, but I'm very happy to see him. He's a, he's a power yeah. five player. Like he's a really good uh-huh. basketball yeah, 100%. player. If he, I mean, yeah, when he's healthy, I mean, it was crazy to watch him and Luca like on the floor together. You're like, yeah. that's, that's a lot to deal with. I I, you know? I which is why it sucked yeah. he got hurt again too because it's like. Well, I mean, that's the last kid you know in the world that anybody wanted to see get hurt. Right. Like I'm, I'm you know, I don't want to say excluding Luca or Jordan or whatever with right. all they've gone through. But like Jack Nunji, what he's had to go through his past like three years, like yeah. you don't wish on anybody. Yeah, was like, that, that a so third knee injury? Or that something? was his second. But remember, he he redshirted after his true freshman year because right. he wanted to bulk up and learn how to play yeah, yeah, that's more in right. the post. Because right. they had Creener, they had Pemsel, like it was a crowded room. Yeah, it was super crowded. And then he came back towards ACL five super games in the season. Super talented kid though. I had CJ Frederick on my podcast before the season. Oh yeah, and I was asking him about Jack, and he said, 
you know, I was asked before the season by my dad, you know, who's looking good in practice? And he goes, Jack Nungy looks like an NBA player. He goes, mm. like, he was hitting 30, 35 footers in practice. Yeah, his he was moment, rebounding. I mean, yeah. He was doing all this stuff. Fran McCaffrey said he was the second highest grade, practice grade, all season, all off season long, behind, yeah. just behind Luca. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does, Xavier. So, Wishing the best, obviously. Yeah. Uh, have you heard then kind of going back to the press conference saying, have they told you anything about what it's going to be like this fall? Not yet. I think they're still kind of waiting and seeing, but I think with the vaccinations and stuff right. and like at the end of the day too, when you say it's not about money, it's about money. Yeah. Like, everything's like about money. everyone. I mean, it's funny because they say that and then every move they make, you're like, oh, it's clearly it's about, about money. money. <laughs> it's <Yeah. monetary. laughs> you can say it's whatever, but it, it's clearly about money. They, they need full Kinnick Stadium. And they I'll tell you what, not not right. even just from the Iowa Athletics budget perspective. Because remember, they took, a, I think, a $50 million loan now from the university. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yes. Yeah, so they? Did they? To, they'll, yep, they'll have to pay them back really? down the road. Wow. But what about the local businesses? Right. The ones oh, that are I still mean, Restaurants, home? hotels, all that. They need all that. Yeah. And I think, again, if you look at the vaccination plan and all that, like, you know, I, I want to speak out of turn here, but you're going to have a really hard time convincing me that you can't have a full Kinnick Stadium right. this I fall. Mean, right. Well, we're on the same boat with you there. I, I mean, va- vaccinations, just, if you want one now, you can go get one. That's the point. Like, so, I, I have my first dose right now. Yeah, right. I mean, the, by, the, by the time you get to August of next year, everybody who wants one is going to have exactly. one. Exactly. The, the numbers are there that, every, you know. And yeah, I mean, well, and then you just go back to the money aspect. It's like you got to fill the thing up because, like, I mean, we we already lost, you know, so many restaurants and stuff out of yeah. this town. It, you know, it the sucks, first man. Yeah, like, you got to be able to feed these businesses. Yeah, I think. I mean, you don't realize how big it is until you're not doing it, and you're like, man, this is. It was. Crazy. It was. It was. I would. I'd say eerie almost. Like sitting here on yeah. a Saturday watching a home game. And like look, looking outside, and there's nobody in the streets, nobody tailgating, no nothing. You yeah. Know? yeah, I was gonna say I drive down Melrose. Right. And like this is on not game day. Right. On a I'm game like, day. This is just not you're, normal. You're driving dude. to the stadium, kickoffs in an hour and a half, and you're just hitting green lights. I'm just like, yeah. this but you is, can't have a car. I mean, they block the thing off. Like, they shut the road down. Like, yeah. It was. It was like you said, eerie. It was like an 1800s like ghost town. Right. Yeah. Like, it really right. was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm so stoked to see people on Saturday, like yeah. Justin yeah. Kinnick. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I think those first couple weekends are gonna be like, they're gonna be rowdy. Yeah, for sure. Because people are gonna be ready to just cut loose. I mean, you missed the whole year of it, and like. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, and that's in Iowa. I mean, you think about you know not to go down this path, but you think about the states that were a lot more locked down than Iowa. Oh, right. like Iowa was not really. Yeah, it's true. Locked down no. that long. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. in all reality, you no know, restaurants were restaurants were restaurants functioning were. at some capacity. Yeah. Yep. You know. Into so, the summer. Last yeah, summer, yeah, they I mean, kind of opened back up. That was again. a weird thing. It's like you couldn't go, you couldn't go to Kinnick, but it's like you can go sit in a bar with a bunch you of people. Right. You can watch go to Brothers game. and watch the game. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. It Which, was just weird. Like, it for, was just weird. You know, for students, for us, it was weird because we weren't in class. But yeah. you know, that's getting back to normal. Do you guys have so, in-person classes? Some, yeah. I've some? got majority in person. Okay. So, really? Okay. Yeah. And then I, I know like a lot of the I've. Like the people we've talked to, like next fall is like it's gonna be in person. Oh, yeah. Up to hundred, up to hundred and fifty or something. Yeah. So, so you're gonna lose a couple the, of your big lectures. Well, they're just so. setting that now. They're just setting the limitations to yeah. hundred and forty nine, so that you can just fill to hundred and forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. When you're registering. I mean, obviously, so. it's it's all day by day basis, but like with the numbers and like here's the thing though too. I mean, I I took a couple online. Gosh, I hate digging. I feel so old. Uh, 25. 25. Yeah, 25. <laughs> Turned 26 this summer. What, when? July? 17th, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, dude, I remember taking a few online classes, and I'm like, 
it's an easy grade, but I'm like, you don't learn shit. Oh, you no. don't learn nothing, anything. Nothing, no, we nothing. This soft. house has not learned a thing. No, no, no. <laughs> Since over a year ago. Yeah. Right? Because right. we started we started online like last. Yeah, we went home in the spring of last year. That was still so crazy, like sitting here and like watching March Madness get canceled, and like all of a sudden it's like classes online. It it was just surreal, and then. I mean, you had to be you so, had to be freaking because it's my, like, well, what am I gonna do now? You so know? here's my thing. I was in Indianapolis when that Big Ten tournament got canceled. Oh, I was yeah. in the arena. When I was going to ask if you were in there. Yeah, because I, I remember when they who was on the floor. They like walked teams off. The they floor, walked teams they? off. I I'm not kidding you. Game? I was literally like no, they this. were warming up. I, I was going in because I was going because I was the second game. It was yeah, Iowa yeah. Minnesota right. the second game. I think it was Rutgers and Michigan. I yeah, say. that sounds right. Yeah. So I think they did that, and I'm not, I'm like this. I'm like reading Twitter. I sit down, and all of a sudden I see a Big Ten tournament got canceled. On, and all phone of us, on my phone first, because remember yeah. they they the night right. before they said fans can go in. Right. Yeah, I heard that. Yep. And so basically, what happened was, then all of a sudden, I'm not kidding you. Five seconds later, on the PA system, Big Ten tournament has been canceled due to a global pandemic. Uh, <laughs> the Big Ten commissioner will be meeting with you in about 30 minutes, but please yeah. get the hell off the floor and go into the designated zone. Really. It and then like right after that ended, they were like. We're closing this in 15 minutes. Get out. That, that really? feels like that's like the movie. Like uh, you seen Contagion? No, oh, I, know like about, a, I know about yeah. it. I watched Contagion. Con- I watched Contagion two weeks before the whole thing <laughs> yeah. blew up. It was crazy. Well, we it was were, your fault. Yeah, right, we yeah. were sitting in here. It was like January, and I, I, I'm bi- I'm bigger on Twitter than my roommates. They use their time more wisely, but I'm on there too much. And I came out. I came out. It was like this. Like right when we got back to school, I'm like, dude, I've been hearing about this Wuhan thing. I don't know. <laughs> And then, like, I was like, it could get kind of bad, it sounds like. And then two yeah. months later, like, the world was flipped on its head. No one knew what was going on. It was so crazy, though, too, because, like, at that time, nobody knew about it. Well, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. that, and what when they the say symptoms? global pandemic and we're closing. And, and like, ever, you, need ever, to, you need to get out right you're now. Like, you're like, do I fall bro, over dead in the street? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, what bro, happens now? Do you die in three seconds? I'm like, do I need a gas mask? Right. I'm like, That's I don't know what's going through the air or something. And I'm like, I could feel, I'm not kidding you, it's the eeriest thing ever because keep in mind, none of us have masks. There's no sanitation anywhere. We're living life like normal, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and, then, and that's that strung out to like June because everyone was like, I don't really know, and then right. like stuff started. Like, yeah, you know, like I could feel every cell, every single cell <laughs> of my body just yeah. like crawling. Right. You know, because again, you think about oh, if I touch the surface, like am I, am I gonna get COVID? Because we knew well, because nothing. it started with the, the the like Go Bear had it, and like they had that video of him touching all the mics, and you're like, oh, what is going on? Well, so remember that happened that night before he got diagnosed, right? So that's what I'm I was I, yeah, I was in the Indianapolis bar right by my hotel, and I'm you know. Getting a meal, getting a getting a Long Island, right. hanging out, right? Yeah. I walked, by the way. I just want to make that clear. Sure. <laughs> like a Long Island, sure. I walked. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, all of a sudden they had the Thunder game on too, but the Thunder game, they just like right for tip off, you could see somebody sprint out of that tunnel. Yeah. And they were like, get out, you know, stop, stop, stop. And all of a sudden really? the players went away. the The craziest part about that though was they kept the fans in the arena for over two hours before they let them go. Oh, they just really? wouldn't let them leave because they didn't. Well, just nobody knew what was going on. There's no communication, right. so fans are sitting there for like two hours. Like, what wow. are they doing? I remember Fred Hoiberg looked like he was dying on right. the sidelines. Well, I remember that the Big yeah. Ten tournament. Yeah, he ended up having I think influenza or, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like they kept those players and everybody in that locker room for like six hours. Dang. Wow. Like I don't think they got out to one two a.m. Wow. It, yeah. So I mean, it was it was a crazy time, dude. It was. 
it was unforgettable and like it sounds like it, it was yesterday but it also feel it feels like yesterday but it was also so long at the same right. time like it's, I it's don't a know weird how to it is it. a weird kind of it thing it's like an inception type right it is it feels like yesterday and at the same time it's like it feels like a decade ago right because everything's changed so much on the on the end you know on the other end of it here right like coming out yeah so so what did you start writing about then? How did you get through like the you know spring with no sports? I mean, obviously a lot of it started with question. just the, the the COVID cancellations, canceling everything, right? right? Everything. And then, I mean, they lost a whole baseball season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about you know Connor McCaffrey is a pro baseball prospect. He can't play this year because he has two torn hip labrums. Right. So right. He, has, he had surgery on one of them. Uh, couldn't play last year because of COVID. Yeah, I mean, you know. What his pro baseball future at this point is, and that right. sucks for him. What year is he? He's got two years left eligibility, oh, I believe. Um, well, probably three for baseball. He could probably get medical right. retro this year. Right. Yeah. Right. He could um, play forever. It's like so, the wrestling team. We always laugh about oh, that. Oh, so we're Michael asking Kimmer. about that. And I don't know if you know, but like, yeah, we're talking about Krimmer. Like, does he have to be in school taking classes? Or I believe so. So he's got to take like, like he's got to take like twelve semester hours in. He's gonna be full time student. I don't even know if he has student. to have that. I think he only has to have like one or two classes oh, really? i think only six because he's he's like yeah he's gonna part be like, time i saw great years Jaden ironman turns like 20 i mean he's at like your age dude i know so i was yeah, gonna say yeah. michael tweeted that video i quoted and said i appreciate you coming back i don't feel that old anymore literally you've been in the professional realm for three years and they're like no i'm still a college wrestler it's, but then wrestling's so different because they, they don't really have a pro circuit and stuff yeah so it's like what you might as well. Unless you're Spencer Lee, and then you're going to make six, seven figures right. the second you get out of yeah, 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 yeah. doing something. They're already making yeah. t-shirts about him. He can't. Well, that's funny, <laughs> that's too. Ridiculous. So, have you been – so, you have a uh, – you have a podcast? Yep. Swarmcast. I actually Swarmcast. have – I'm inter- having uh, Keith Duncan on Thursday. Oh, are you? And then there's a un – I think it's going to be official, so I'll say it. I'm planning on having Caitlin Clark on for an hour. That'd be cool. And I'm really stoked about right. that. Yeah, that'd be really neat. She's a uh, – Dude, I'll tell you, like I've seen a lot of really good women's basketball players, especially at Iowa. You look at Megan Gustafson, you look yeah, at Kathleen absolutely. Doyle, right. Allie Disterhoff, Sam Logic. I mean, Luca Garza said too, Caitlin might be the best basketball player that's ever walked through the University of Iowa. Really? Yeah. And if Garza she's saying a freshman, that about isn't you, she? Yeah, she led the nation yeah. in points and second From assists. Dallas, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like she, she's gonna be stupid good. It, let me this way: Kevin Durant says you belong in the league right now. You're probably pretty. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's kind of surreal. You you can just kind of blow over it, but like Kevin Durant tweeted Did, about. You at 19. Did you see, though? Oh, he follows her on Instagram, too. Yeah. That's nuts. Here's the thing. Did you see Travis Scott put Caitlyn on her on his yes. Instagram story? Yes. And I'm like, I'm going to ask her the first thing. It's like, imagine going back, like, your senior year of high school, junior year of high school. I'm like, what if I told you that Travis Scott is putting you on his Instagram right. story Literally, at 19 yeah. years old? Or Kevin Durant saying that you belong in the I mean, was she right. a freshman? She probably, was she living, like, Peterson or something? Yeah, she probably I'm sold. Sure. I don't know. I'm probably sold in the dorms. Probably. Trying to dorm. Yeah. Trying to dorm, and she's on like <laughs> Travis Scott's. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Because when I was in the dorm, I was like maybe on my buddy's Instagram story. Right. Maybe. Once. Maybe. Because so, I was drunk in a bar, and he's like, "That's a funny picture." I was. Uh, here's my thing. So I was talking to. I mean, I did a whole series. I don't know if you guys know. I did a whole like feature series on Luca last summer. Okay. As well, I've been following, I'll, 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 along with that. Yeah, I'll get back to the, that question though too about right. how I got through. But I did that whole thing on Luca. And I continued it after he got out of Iowa because I could talk to Luca once he got out of Iowa because I don't have to go through the university anymore. Okay, that's what we were going to – I think that's what maybe Yeah, so I don't have to go through the university anymore once he's out of Iowa. Cool. Um, Which – and that's nothing against the University of Iowa, but – 
Is it the NCAA that makes those rules, or who? No, you know that's a good question. I'm really not sure. I think it's typically school to school, but okay. like every school wants control of like what's going on with right. their athletes as right. far as press right. goes. Um, I mean, obviously, if you cover a kid for three years, though, too, like he's gonna trust you. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So well, and then there's a cool thing not to get not to get you off your story. No, you're good. Just interject, like you only being 25. Like I mean, you're literally the same age as some of the kids here. You're two years older than the rest of them. Yeah. You know, so I think that. I mean, I think that's why you get because I mean, I really your coverage is really good. And I think you I appreciate get, that. I think you do get more people are more comfortable with you than like a beat writer that's been here for forty years, and it's like, uh, it, what are you really looking for it, from me? Right. Yeah, know? exactly. Here's my thing: is like, I don't want anyone to ever dismiss the coveted veterans because no, they, no, they, no, they no, not, you know, no, no, yeah, yeah. Like, well, they have I, their style, and then they have their audience too. Here's here's my know? thing: I get misconstrued a lot, and granted, I don't help myself. Sometimes, so I want to make this like clear. Like, I have a different perspective on things. Like you said, this going back to what you said, I have a different perspective on things totally. because I think there's a certain comfortability between, like, I mean, me talking to you guys versus right. like right. someone else. And like, I know how to be professional. I am professional. I'll ask tough questions, but right. at the same time, like, not that the other reporters, it's a gotcha type thing, and they've earned the respect. But like, it's it's two different levels of comfort. Like, yeah, they, like a lot of the kids it's, it's trust me for the age, I think. Yeah, they but totally, a lot of them should. also trust the veteran reporters because they've been doing it for so long. Right, right, right. right. So it's just like not a preference type deal, but it's just a different – There's pros it's a different and cons. Vibe. Yeah, There's exactly, and exactly. And again, younger guys would probably rather listen to what you're saying and what you're doing because you relate to well, them more than – Yeah, I mean people you know, gravitate. Dude, guys. I, still, I still go to brothers. Like, right. <laughs> right. Literally, yeah. Yeah, I mean like right. – And you don't stand out either. No, you walk in, everyone's like, you totally should be here. Right. You know. Well, right. I mean, dude, I got baby face, so that also helps. Like, I know <laughs> I'm 25. Yeah, 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 no, you don't. But, like, you, you know, I told me you're 22, and I'd be like, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, you know, my, again, my thing is, like, you know, I, I try to conduct myself professionally, but, like, I also recognize that, like, being in a new town, college town, like, I'm still going to, like, go out and, like, dude, I'm still going right. to go out like, right. and have fun, especially after yeah. a pandemic. Like, I'm still going to go out, like, chat with people, meet for people. Sure. Like, There's no reason not to. Exactly. So... But yeah, I mean, like, I was gonna say, I mean, like you said, I think a lot of the veterans bring a lot of really good stuff to the beat. They do some great. So, I mean, Chad Lysko, I think, does a phenomenal job yeah, with the register. Say, he's a good one too. Uh, Scott Dockerman, the athletic, does a lot of really good right. stuff. I mean, I think there's pros and cons with every single reporter. I think they all work incredibly hard. Um, but like you said, I think I, I think it is important. You think about like me. You think about Leah Van, the new Gazette reporter, mm-hmm. football reporter that replaced yeah, Mark yeah, yeah. Morehouse. She does a really really good job. She's a very good. I've just been seeing uh, on Twitter a little feature bit too. feature writer. I think she has a really bright future here too. But you mix in those longtime columnists with the new kind of breed. It's gonna the best thing it's gonna do. It's gonna benefit the audience. Right. Like you get a female young reporter that's a, again a really very incredibly qualified. Does a great job. I grew up following Iowa sports, so like mm-hmm. I have a lot of historical background. I have a lot of historical stats, and like I don't really, I know what Kirk Ferentz teams look like. I know what Iowa basketball looks like, and then you get the guys who've been here forever. I'm like, that's just such. It's a good like blend. I was of gonna rice. say, and then it's also it's definitely pushing each other, you know, because you come in and the guys that have been here a while are like, man, that kid, that kid's bringing a whole different thing, yeah, you know. And then you, you've got these veterans that have been here, and you know you're trying to get to that. Trying level to live up to them, and like right. try to live up to what exactly. they can do too. It's, it's definitely a good thing. So there's competition, and people are pushing each other. And that's what it's about, though, too. Like, there's, it's a certain degree where you got to be able to separate the professionalism, like the 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 uh, competition aspect, from the camaraderie. Like these right. are sure. yeah, because you guys are a team. There's too. a it's 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 a colleague thing, and I feel like 
And a lot of the times people can forget that. I think that I forgot that and I, for a little while because I'll say this too. And I want to get back to your question because I, right. I, I, no, I, no, I do yeah, remember. Yeah. You're fine. But I think I came in with such a drive to prove myself. And because like 24-7, like there, you know, Sean was there. Uh, by the way, Sean's still in college. Oh, really? Is he? Yeah. He's still in college. He's still got really? another year. And that kid busts ass like he is a phenomenal his, his future in this industry is unparalleled like really? i think he has the high i think it's such an incredibly high ceiling where does he go to college he's in iowa oh really yeah he's at iowa and he's your recruiting guy yeah he's my well he's a recruiting guy he helps me out the game coverage right. i mean he he loves it though too and like you said he talked about guy, like recruiting reporters being able to relate to prospects like when you're in college he's he's literally 21 yeah no 20 uh yeah he's 22 just turned 22 gotcha so I mean, you got now. I want to say that might like at our disposal, but it's just a different angle, right? Uh, about and he loves going out to these live events and like scouting kids, right? And being able to get the one-on-one personal interviews with them, and I think that helps too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like like you said, I, I think that you know, they're, they're what the way I got lost in it was I came in with such a thirst to prove myself that whenever I'd get something and. I don't want to say someone ripped it off or some of my stuff got leaked or whatever. And again, I'm not saying any report did that by any right. means because I'm sure everybody has access to information. I mean, I'd call out people and I'd be like, "What the, you know? What the hell?" Like, I, I, because I was in such a, I was in such a, I don't want to say a desperate spot, but I was so itching to be one of the guys people think of first when they right. think about right. Iowa sports coverage, which is a great thing. And but at the same time, it's also like I feel like I try to force myself. To get the respect because you, you guys know respect's not earned like respect's not forced right like yeah. you can't force Two-way people to respect sure. you yep. like, you gotta be able to earn it so yep. i think after the first year or so i really came down to that idea and i'm like you know what people are gonna recognize me if i put an honest quality work and i bust my and i bust my ass and i'm right. like yeah. i can honestly say probably after the past 18 months not that i didn't for the first while i think i really started to understand what more it's about because you know i, I represent a big company they treat me very well. The Iowa fan base has been great, but at the same time, it's about uh, I'm still. I mean, I'm 25, man. Like I'm still learning about. Right. Oh, for sure. How right. to try to be well, able that's to the do this industry. I mean, you have so much, so much potential, though. Being only 25 and understanding the things that you've learned, you know. I mean, you're not even on the plus side to 30 yet. So I mean, that's that's awesome. I will you know? say though, I had somebody tell me the other day, I'm closer to 30 than 20, and I got really pissed at them because <laughs> I never thought about that until yeah. like right now. <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, in your world and just in the world in general, but especially when you're talking about creating content or whatever, 30 is honestly so young anymore. Yeah. The internet yeah. has made 30 so much younger than it used to be. You know, like if you were 30. 20 years ago, it's like, well, man, I mean, you're kind of right. <laughs> kind of getting up there. Right. Yeah, but if you can just get on the internet and create content, I mean, 30 is so young. You know? And think of all the stuff you can do in the next, you know, five years before you're 30. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll get back to your question about how I survived, you know, the COVID as far as being a sports reporter. Because mm-hmm. I will say, like you said, man, I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. I did not know if I was going to have a job. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I penned my contract. Uh, a month before the pandemic hit. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, I did that, and I felt good about my position. And it, the crazy part was actually the best part for my business, uh, was the fact that, dude. I mean, as far as our subscription numbers, as far as all that. Thank you. As far as all that goes, uh, the pandemic actually bolstered my our business more than ever. Well, and I was really? gonna ask because like everyone was on their phone. Yeah, on their laptop. Yeah, it's like, what, what are you going to do? That's a good point. What are you like, looking? Yeah, you're looking uh, for. So yeah, stuff. it's hard to write, but everything you could write, more people were so seeing. So Iowa luckily had a huge recruiting surge in April. 
yeah. in early May. I'm talking, there was like eight commits in about a five-week span. I actually think I remember that. It was Keegan, Arlen, David Davidkoff. I mean, all these guys. Right, yeah. So people were just stoked, right? Yeah. And obviously, like, during the football season – Iowa recruiting kind of ceased to exist. Like, they're right. still after some top prospects, but, like... Oh, yeah. Well, this, that was last summer, wasn't it? That whole thing. <laughs> and then, so they didn't recruit? such a crazy... Well, they had the whole... Well, the recruiting... By the way, the recruiting dead period ends in June 1st. Yeah, I Thank know that. God, by the way. I felt yeah. so bad for those 2021 kids right. that couldn't yeah. take visits. And yeah. That's not fair to them. That right. sucks. But it was the whole Coach Doyle thing and all that. Oh, that's, that's not what I was getting up. at, too. Slowed our recruiting. Really? It, so, I want to make it? sure... <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Well, they lost only. They only lost one cornerback out of Florida, Jordan yeah. Oladokun. Um, they actually held on to everybody else from, I, from their commits. Right? Yeah, yeah, I will I say that. that. I think Iowa did a really good job of. Uh, I think Iowa did a really good job of Played being up front control. with right up front with their recruits. So somebody left because of Doyle. Yeah. Yep. Okay. One I didn't kid. know that. Yep. One. How, kid. how did it affect? From in your opinion, you're more in touch than us. It, it, How did it, it affect like those next classes that hadn't really committed yet? I will say, I think 2023 is the first time where it's going to be like not affected at all. Really? I mean, you think it's about 2022. There's still some kids that were have you know have been bothered by it, and I'm not going to speak as you know how they should feel if they feel right. bothered by it. I mean, that's that's their business. I'm not right. going to sit here and pretend like I have their perspective on it. I'm not defending what Doyle did or what he did or didn't do. Right. Right. Um, but I want to make myself clear on this. The, I gotta think about how to word this because I don't want people to misconstrue it. No, take your time. The, the racial disparity allegation was good on a lot of fronts in the sense that, one, I guarantee you it's not only Iowa that's facing those issues. Right. It's college athletics. This is across the freaking board. Yeah. Two, I mean, it's good that the sense that these players felt empowered enough to be able to come out with it. Right. Right. I mean, like, that's what we right. always talk about. You got to be able to hear what they want to say. If there's something wrong, you need to be able to fix it. Right. Right. I think it's good that Iowa did an investigation. I don't agree with the independent investigation. I know that they hired the firm and the, you know, the firm was right. unbiased. I would have liked to see someone else step in. And again, that's not me saying that guys are guilty or not guilty. Right. That's just how I would have approached it. But again, I'm not one figuring in the cost with everything else like that. And as far as the content side of things, I mean, I had, I had I got up every morning, went to bed every night with a lot of stuff to do. Right. I mean, I was, I was, I it mean, actually kind of, yeah, I with, don't want to say it helped you. You know what, but... you know what, that's what I mean though. Like it helped me in the sense that I didn't have to look to produce content. Right. No. Dude, we were, the center, was, we were but, the center of that. I mean, but it was then, horrible. It was horrible. Like the allegations and what had happened or what. Yeah, and might have happened. happened. They're horrible, right. and that's yeah. what I'm trying to make sure I'm not being misconstrued. They right. are horrible. Right. It's good in the sense that what can come out of it and what can spark the change, right. but it doesn't excuse what had happened sure. in right. previous yeah. years. Right. I think me, my, I made that no, no, yes, clear. that makes you sense. Hit the nail on oh, the yep. Head. Yep. And I remember that. It's just crazy to think about because you know we had COVID, teams couldn't really get together, the NFL wasn't even doing OTAs or nothing, so all that coverage that's usually on spread out. There's nowhere to go except, hey, did you hear what's happening in Iowa? It was, I mean, we were number on one ESPN. story in college football. Yeah, it was huge. It's number one story, and I, again, I think, for, for, I think rightfully like, so. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, and, so. and it and it and it lasted for, I mean, it did not go away right away at all. No. So, like, so no. I'll say this, and this, I've told this story once before, and I'm gonna say it again. But man, I you talk about, I think the what well, a lot of reporters are in my respect was I don't think people realize how hard that was to cover. Not in the sense that by the way, I thank God every day that I did a political science minor. Right. Because if I had no background on how to deal with this stuff, I would have been shook. Yeah. And what I'll tell people if they want to get in sports media, if you think you're only covering games, 
Don't even go into it. Really? You go so much deeper than a really? lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing about the Doyle, too, is like you got to be careful about how you write, I feel yeah. like. Because if you lean one way or the other, you know, you're going to get – you're really gonna get attacked on on from I'm, one front or the other, you know. And so I think that's an you gotta stay point. middle of the road and really try not to show a bias, and that'd be tough. I'll I say think. this, and I'm not gonna mention names. This is as far as I'm gonna go with this. There were a lot of reporters in the Iowa beat that earned a lot of my respect with the way they approached it, and there were some that. Lost granted, the, I believe. Here's the, my thing, though. I want to be able to make sure I'm clear on this too. I believe everybody did what they felt was right in terms of coverage. Right. Sure, they and, tr- yeah. and I'm not going to sit here and be like, my way was the best way. I right. How I approached it was I did what I thought was best. Right. And people, I'm, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt that that's how they approached it as right. well. But there were some where I, I, I didn't agree with how they approached it. Right. Right. That's what I'll say. But again, I think their intentions were good, but in my opinion, their execution was poor. Right. But again, that's not sending shots to them. Uh, and people can speculate on who they want that yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, this is your viewpoint on it's it. It's just, it was tough, man. Like, I, I'll say well, this. Well, it's super, yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> you guys were thrown into a super weird, like, hey, you better write about that. Because that's what you're, that's what you guys do. You write about this. I got tipped off about two hours before really? James Daniels went public. And I'm thinking, oh my God. And I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is going to be big. Like, like this gonna is going to an set issue. shit on fire. Yeah. So, what had happened was, I'm not kidding you when I say this. I was up for 70 hours straight. Really? I did, I did 35 stories uh, between me, Sean, and a couple of my 24-7 guys. We did 35 stories. I got about, I think about 70 hours. I got a few hours of sleep, and then I was working all day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, dude, I need to go. Like, the, the bars were opened up. Mm-hmm. They're masks required, like right. social distancing. I'm like, dude, I got to go and just relax. I'm right. like, I've been I've been cooped up in my apartment. Like, everything's going nuts. It was in the midst of... The protests and everything, right. obviously, yeah, as well. Yeah, there was a ton going on in town. Yeah, so I went, I went to DC's, and I was just relaxing. Yeah. And that was the night that uh, Kinnick got vandalized. Oh, okay. really? I was gonna so, you. and I'm like, oh my god. So I literally went, I literally wrote my first story about what happened at Kinnick on my phone. Oh, at in DC's. <laughs> so you went to escape, and then you ended up yeah. like sitting yeah. there yeah. working, sitting there with a stein. But like, again, like, <laughs> what? Tab me out. Like, I got some stuff going. Trust on. me. Right. Right. Here, here's here's what I'll defend myself though from this. One, I had my mask on because they were required at the time too. Right. Two, you're fine. I would have gotten a stein, but I didn't know if something was gonna break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I just got. I was like, I, I think I had like, I think I had like a normal Bud Light, and I'm just, I'm just gonna like. <laughs> it's probably smart. It was just about the getting out of the atmosphere of like right. my apartment no, and dude. like all this stuff I mean, going on, man. Like it was. But again, as a journalist, like, dude, I've written stories in gas station parking lots. I've done them in grocery stores. I'm like, always stay strapped when, to my when, phone. When laptop, dude. Yeah, right. well, when it happens, it happens. It's so like, and you gotta be first. You gotta be, you know, you gotta be on it. You can't, yeah. you can't write about a story four hours after it happens, you know, because you're irrelevant yeah. at that point. It, uh, no, definitely. And I think with something of that magnitude, though, too. And I'd also like to say this i think uh, here's what I'll, here's what i'll say about the totality of the iowa media as far as covering that i felt like nobody was in a race to be first about anything right on that one yeah, yeah. and and with the with those serious of issues and allegations and stuff i was so happy nobody went the clickbait route yeah i can honestly say i don't think anybody went the clickbait route because you guys know i mean clickbait's right. real right like it, oh dude. you know i've tried to minimize it's what we do real. it's in grant it's more prevalent on like video content and youtube and mm-hmm. all that but i mean writers do it too but like this isn't buzzfeed or, or vox right, or whatever right. else but like yeah. you never know i mean there's a difference between here's what people got realized though too there's a difference between clickbait 
and an enticing column title right. or something Entirely. that right. draws Entirely. you in. Right. Well, and that's and that's what a lot of that's really cheap criticism from people that aren't as good at enticing viewership or something like. Well, it's just clickbait. Like, or is it? Or is it really high level stuff? Yeah. You know, like. I mean, I don't know if you get that or whatever. But. I've always said this too. I'm like, you clicked it, right? We're, it <laughs> I'll admit, clickbait. I, I click on clickbait all the time. I do too. I'm like, there's no. And then I click. I'm like, oh, oh sick. Got cool. me. Yeah. There's, there's six ads. <laughs> ads yeah. all over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, nah, man. So I mean, in, in in total though, and then by that time it was like, I had Big Ten season might be happening. Oh, the cancellation of Big Ten. Uh, Big Ten oh football. God, oh, we're, we're actually gonna play football. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to whatever, but like Kevin Warren, I mean, like Big Ten commissioner, he caught a lot of heat, and I'm not sure. I was the drawing force of that. I yeah, know why. It, I was pretty on. Well, and I was yeah. just gonna say, I don't remember. I got into your Twitter in the fall of the football season, so sure. I don't know about all this, but I would have been on your team on that because there, it, I mean, it was just every single day. It was like there was no consistency, and I'll let you talk on what you thought of it. No, I thought there's no consistency. I thought there was a lack of logic on yeah, top right. of it. Like, and it wasn't. Here's the thing, and I agree with the Iowa parents. You guys remember the Iowa parents roll layer of the Big Ten? They did yeah. all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah here's yeah. what I'll say. It wasn't so much about the decision. It was about there was no reasonable explanation and there was no transparency. Zero People right, just want right, transparency, right. especially Iowa fans, because what the hell they saw happen this summer. And Grant, these are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. But what, what's the reason the, the racial allegations went undiscovered for so long? Right. There was no transparency whatsoever. Right. They just want transparency. Right. So there's no transparency behind that. And you, here's how I've always said, too, that the Big Ten was so desperate to try to prove, like, beat its chest. Like, we're the top conference. We're canceling first. Everybody's yeah, going to fall behind and on they that. Did. And they and got they humbled did. so oh, damn dude. quick. You, I, I think it was almost like a... And I don't want to, you know, they might have been trying to keep people safe, but it looked to me like what you're saying is we're going to make the example. And then all of a sudden, all the South schools were like, we're playing we're football. Play football. <laughs> and then, we're going to play football. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, a Big Ten's sitting there like, well, shoot, like, yeah. we need, we need the money. Big 12 started way before us. So it's like, right. we, we're sitting there and it's like, okay, my buddies in Ames. Yep. Or tailgating for a game yeah. right yep. now. Yes. yes. And I'm not watching football because Kevin Warren says we can't with no explanation. Right. Again, that's the worst part. Nobody, I don't think, I think. Again, yeah, if there would have been a, most a well worded statement yep. of this is what we're seeing, but it was just like, we're not going to do mm-hmm. it. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> here's, like, here's not to pile on Kevin Warren too much. And I, trust me, I led a brigade on that. Right. I was appalled by the lack of transparency and, yeah. and the explanations on that. You talk about a guy though. Well, that, then his that, son. Why, that went to a bad. Well, his son. And Grant, that's a totally separate situation. It's but, totally separate. But, but his son played football opening day at yeah. Mississippi State. Oh, that yep. was him. Yeah, that's yeah, him. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I called that I out too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I think Kevin. And fairly, he, and fairly. I think I think Kevin Warren told Nicole Arbach that he's a he's a grown man. He can make his own decision if he wants to play. I think he said that to her. I I, I I'm not. I don't want to really? say. It's, look it up. Look it up. I'm, I think that's what he said, but I'm not going to be an exact quote because yeah. I don't want to slander him sure, or whatever sure else. No. But you don't want to. All the Big Ten fans, <laughs> yeah. all the Big Ten fans are like, "Why don't you let the kids decide if they want to play?" Right. Then? If, they're gro- if they're grown men, and that's I mean, what that was like, what everyone was saying. What? That's what everyone was saying because there was there's not one kid that plays Division One football, puts all that time in, does all the work, and then is like, "Well, I don't want to make my own decision about it." 
You know, and maybe some of them would have been like, yeah. I'm not comfortable playing. Totally cool. Jimon Colbert right. didn't. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this, though, too. To be fair, a couple things. To be fair, the kids, though, I mean, look, everybody can say the coaches can always say publicly, like, hey, they're standing good with the team. They'll come back. They'll be good. You know damn well that they probably lost their spot if they're starting. Oh, yeah. 100%. And that's where I have sympathy well, you, you for you the know, kids about it. Right. You know? I mean, you know that if you miss – I mean, you could miss one day. Yeah. And if the kid behind you plays really well, I mean, that can literally be it. How yeah. many times have we seen that <laughs> yeah. right. in history? I mean, and I'll say this. Kevin Warren, it was his first year as commissioner, and the fact that he had to deal with all this crap. Yeah, it, it was unfortunate. It'd be tough. It was – I mean, he has hard of job as – Anybody, and that's where I have some sympathy. Right, I have like, some sympathy. Man, there. that sucks. But then you think, like Kev, I think I would tell him if he was in the room right now, I'd look at his face, and go, Kevin, Mr. Warren, Commissioner. I think you made a hard job harder. At yeah, I, I, mean, I think that's entirely right. fair. But I'd also say this: one, no, I don't. Two, I don't think anybody should ever question. I know you guys aren't, but I don't think anybody should question Kevin Warren's credentials. The guy's no, got no, credentials. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, sure. You don't. You yeah. don't get there. Like no, they he, don't. Right. Right. He is a smart, That's intelligent, a that personal human being. I've sure. met him. I shook his hand before pre-COVID. Right. He oh, came to really? Iowa, answered a lot of our questions. He went around to every media member, spent a couple minutes talking to him, shook yeah. you know, shook my hand. I talked to him for a while. Not, super nice guy. Sure, Very he is. personal. I blame his <clears throat> PR people as much as I blame Kevin Warren. Right. And I blame, well, the, I the, the, I blame the commission for not they, they allowing it, that. I mean, allowing it to happen. They, right. they let it spiral, and and that's what you just kept thinking. You're like, there's no way they're not going to put a bandaid on this, and then they would cut it a bigger cut. And I you're like, you're doing everything it, wrong. I think the problem kind of was like at by the time we had hit August, we kind of knew what COVID was, and people had strong opinions. That was on, your thing too. Everyone was super opinionated. It was yes. super partisan. Yeah, it, it got. It seemed like when he made that decision, it was yeah. It, it seemed felt, political. It felt partisan political, right? Yeah. And, and well, then yeah. you've got the SEC like we're playing day one, right? That's and the all thing. of a sudden that's there's the like thing. this. You know, it's like it's like well, this doesn't line up because either it's so bad that we shouldn't play and we should right. all agree, or it's not that bad and we should just all play ball. But like, there's no reason that <laughs> yeah. one division well, then, is and then playing. What's the, what's the NCAA doing? I mean, I don't. You know why? You know why they don't care. You know right. why? Because it doesn't pay their bills. Right. It does not pay their freaking bills. It's just, it's they just did everything they could to get basketball going. Because basketballs get ultimately paid their bills. Every conference is on their own. Which I think Which is so crazy to me. Number one thing that they should be doing right now is establishing an NCAA head of college football. Right. 100%. To be able to bring these commissioners Cause, together cause that, and yeah. to do this yeah, crap yeah, to avoid yeah, everything yeah, that yeah. happened. That, that did yeah. suck. They just looked at all the commissioners and like, y'all just whatever. It's like, I mean, that doesn't it make should be, any it should be, sense. It should be a universal decision. It had to be. It should have been universal. They, they didn't even say they were on their own. They just didn't talk to them. Right. They didn't care. Right, which is yeah. crazy. And, and that, you know, and that's it the, just shows you how out of touch it is. And once you get up to that, any anytime you get to big level executives – Yep. And in anything, it's like they're not going to understand the day to day workings of, right. and it just proved true. I mean, the NCAA clearly had no idea what was going on. And to be all. fair, there was a lot more information when it came to basketball. Like there was, right. I mean, how much, how far have we come along now? I mean, oh, for sure, so like, yeah, that's I mean, where I think we need to take a step back. Like, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm just bashing Kevin Warren, bashing NCAA. Right. There's no. a lot of things that deserve criticism. Yeah, but it's also easy to be capped in hindsight and look back upon that. What was the yeah, knowledge yeah. we had at that point sure. in time? Right. But I can tell you what we did have in that point in time was they had the rapid testing, and the right. rapid testing they lined like what the Big Ten canceled it August 11th, right? I think the next week or the next 10 days, the SEC and Big 12 announced that they had access to daily rapid testing. And that's when Big 10 fans are like, oh, what okay. Are we doing? And right. then, again, I not to make this political, but the reason also why it felt political was 
And by the way, political on both fronts. I'm not right. saying oh, they're yeah. just on the Big oh, Ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The White House, Donald Trump, called Kevin Warren and offered daily testing because he right. wanted Big Ten football. And Grant, again, you could say he was doing it for battleground states or whatever, whatever. else. I don't want to go down that road. Both yeah. sides, but it ha- but it happened. Both, both but it sides happened. of it were political. Right. right? I mean, yeah. nothing's really not well, political. Well, right? political. political. I mean, everything was political at that time. So, and, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, it, dude, I hate to say it, but this is the easiest way I can sum it up. It was just 2020. Right. Like, yeah. it really was. It was the yeah. biggest cluster of a year. Because, like, I honestly, until you sat in here, I forgot even about the whole summer and all that. And it's like, you start reliving it. Like, man, we've had it's a crazy. lot going on. It was a on. crazy year. <laughs> Bro, crazy you year. just got to put your head in the sand. I mean, at least I know I did. You just put your head in the sand at some point. And what's funny is you can't because you're <laughs> saying, yeah, you yeah. head out of the sand. Right, but me, like, out. I was just like, dude, I can't. I can't listen to anything. Say, I, uh, you I told you guys I look like I'm, like, 22, 23. You would have bought it. I looked like I was 17 before 2020. Then look what happened to me. I aged, like, six <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, man, it was it was completely crazy, and nothing's going to make me happier than – I'm going to walk to the games next year. I'm going to walk down Melrose. Yeah, I'm just going to sit sure. there and wave sure. to people. It's going to feel good. It's, it's going to feel it's good. It's going to be really cool. It's it's nice, like, you know, bars are open again. You can walk, like, masks are off in the bar. Like, whether you agree with that or not, it is nice to walk in and, like, be able to see somebody's entire face, you know, and, and smile and talk and interact. You realize, you never realize how much that, like, does for your psyche. Right. I oh, never yes. realized yeah. that until like, everybody mandated masks. Right. And I'm like, it feels like we're just, like... Dude, you're so no, isolated. No, no, you but, can be out and you could be surrounded by 200 people and you're like, I'm completely alone right, right yeah. now. You know, and, and you see someone's mouth, and it's like, all right, like, <laughs> that's that's welcoming. Like, I, and think about how many times, like, you you know, you see somebody in the grocery store and you do a quick smile or something. Like, yeah. they couldn't see that. Yeah, it means a lot. So then you end up just stop doing it because it's like, well, they can't they can't yeah. see if I smile or Put not. Put your head down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it honestly, dude, everything's just crazy, and like whether people agree with it or not, like. I'm just so happy things are at least like somewhat looking up and yeah. somewhat looking normal. I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like it feels nice. So like I'll share this too from my perspective. Then we can go back on whatever track we want to go on. But like, so my dad, my dad's got you know late developing cancer, so he's vulnerable to COVID. Right. Sure. My dad has a vaccine now, and like we went to Florida as a family, and like right. I could see him like have his mask off or mask on and mask off, and being him to be able to like see people and go out in public without really sure. worrying about it. Right. That was so fulfilling for me. Right. Well, it's a huge mental like health. He's been it's a huge mental health like, thing. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I know, you know, we want to take care of our, like, our older community and stuff, and like our vulnerable and stuff. Vulnerable. Yeah. 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 But then also, it's like, man, you're really hurting them, all the same. I mean, there's no coincidence that you know, again, not to go down this political path, but it's like there's no coincidence that alcohol and drug usage and everything and mental oh, health and suicide yeah, skyrocketing yeah. at all. Yeah. Not a coincidence like, at all. It's, it's really not. It makes and sense. It, uh, I mean, you think about the – dude, I mean, all, all I know is, like, the beginning of the pandemic, like, I mean, you're, you have everybody sitting at home and watching Netflix and drinking beer or wine or cocktails all day. Like, yeah. That was it. I mean, that's yeah. literally it. Yeah. Like, it, dude, like, idle hands are the devil's workshop. I've exactly. Always, always, my dad always said that, and I'm the biggest believer in that. That's, that's, and when you tie yeah. everyone's hands – and like, hey, yeah, it's just you now. It's like, ah, that's probably gonna go the wrong <laughs> right. direction here. Yeah, Harry, you know. No, it's uh, I've always said, the day, like I, I use this reference for like not just the like at least in my career is like the day you plateau is the day you stop achieving. Right. Like I like that. The second you you plateau, you lose all sort of creativity. You lose all sense of like. That excitement's gone. Like, that right. adrenaline's gone. Like, I can get up. You know how happy I am when I get up? And I'm like, oh, I have a press conference. I have my whole day laid out. Right. I, how many times I get up? And I'm like, I could go Kinnick today. I could go cover a game. And it's like, every the second I don't see that, 
as a adrenaline boosting thing or I get I'm not excited about, I'm gonna quit. Right. I'm gonna quit. Find a new job. Because know? one, I, it's not only not fair to me, it's not fair to everybody else. Like right. nobody wants to read lazy coverage. Like if you don't want to do it, like you right. can you can fake it all you want. People yeah. can sense BS and Yeah, they absolutely can. Really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I mean and again, I mean, especially in the content creating industry, dude, like again, if you plateau Right. Well, why are you doing it? Right. It's why over, are you really, doing it's over it? really quickly. Right. The second you get repetitive and you lose sight and you lose drive, it's like eh, you're not only hurting yourself. Like again, I'll go back to nobody wants to see that. No, nobody wants to see that. No. Who no. are the most successful people in sports media? It's the people who are animated, excited every right. day, and people, can make and can make a small story feel really. Big. I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it. I like them. Not a lot of people do. Barstool. Why do you think Barstool Dude, is so we're, successful? We, we love Barstool. I can, I can tell that. That's why I mentioned Barstool. Their uh, like their business model is incredible. It's I mean, genius. That's what we kind of study. Like, I mean, it's a case study. I mean, yeah. we've said before, like the fact that every college in America doesn't sit down for a semester and teach. If you want to be a business major. You should study barstool, right? And I mean that I'm, I'm not just saying that because I'm a 21 year old guy that drinks. You know, it's barstool. not even as much the content they put out, but it's the, just the how it works. For it's, them. It, it works for them. It's originality, right? Like there's such a sense the of originality with and, them that it, it boosts the market. Like yeah. again, people and who can, they've been I exactly. Mean, they've, they've done. I mean, when you like the like I remember when COVID started. Like Dave started doing the unboxings and Davey day trading and all that. So I watched like, it. Now yeah. I did never. Too. I was yeah. never a big stool guy before that. I right. started watching his stuff. I know. And then they put out the barstool doc. I remember. And like I watched every single episode. I was literally. I'm not kidding. Taking notes. Yeah. Because it's like, man, if you think you want to create content, this is better than anything you could ever learn yeah. from. Personality. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think genuine, authentic exciting personalities are gravitating toward the sports media market. We've seen it on YouTube for years. We've seen it in podcast, you know, radio shows for years. It's taking over the internet though, as far as right. just the sports media aspect. I mean, again, I know people, again, you love Raheem, Stephen A. Smith, one of the most popular sports media figures, Skip Bayless, whether people hate Skip Bayless or, mm-hmm. yeah. or you know, whatever. Shane well, Sharp. I mean, that's everything too. Not even just yeah. sports, but like if, if you can have someone talking about you, good, bad or whatever, you're you're a magnet right now with the internet. Yeah. People can hate you. People can love you. Whatever. Anytime they're talking about you is a super good. Thing. You know what I'll say too is Iowa fans won't like it. Brandon Walker. Yeah. You know yeah. how he really yeah. blew up. Yeah. Is by all of the, the Iowa fans that got in his mentions. I think he had fifteen thousand yeah. Twitter followers before. Now he's got almost two hundred k. He's working for Barstool. Yeah. Right. And by the way, if people don't know who that is. That's the guy that when Iowa beat Mississippi State in the uh, outback in bowl? the outback bowl. Yeah. Uh, he goes like they got beat. I think he said like they got beat by a bunch of slow white guys or whatever <laughs> like that. And people were like yeah. you know what the hell? Right. And people were just going after this guy. I mean I, I sent a tweet or two. I, I was more confrontational then than right. I am now. Uh, that's part of that first year. Growth. And I'm not right, a, right. I'm not a Brandon Walker fan just because I don't like enjoy you know what he you know I don't I'm not I'm not a yeah. huge fan of him. But <laughs> yeah, you look at where he's at right now and where he came from, you know. And it was not. It's another it case study, right? I mean, it's just if people will talk about you, yeah. One way. I mean, I remember when he was on. I mean, he had like that stupid. I mean, if he was here, it's on that shitty little fucking live show he had. Like forty <laughs> people were watching it every day. And it was the Mississippi State one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dave goes after DraftKings that day, and on air, Brandon Walker's like, "Oh, you know, Barstool's going after DraftKings," and then Dave basically hires him as a joke. I mean, it's a joke. He's like, "We'll hire that guy." 
And he goes in there and just I mean, he crushes it because he's got personality and he's original and he leans into it. And whether you like him or not or think it's the stupidest thing on the internet, you know who he is. You're talking about it, right? You know. And I also hate though at the same time that that's where we're at. I hate. I <laughs> you do. know what I mean. I, I hate. That's I don't. where we're at. But you have to adapt with the times. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I hate it. But shoot, if that's what it's going to be, then that's what it's going to be. Right. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Fix the way society is working right now. I hope to God the next 15 years we circle back from like, yeah. maybe we shouldn't. I mean, dude, I mean, like TikTok is the the biggest example to me. Like, I mean. I hate TikTok. I, dude, it's I crazy. Hate, I hate TikTok. It's the shittiest content with the it's stupidest so people. Bad. And they're bigger. I mean, dude, they're bigger. That's Gen Z in a nutshell, though, yeah, bro. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, I hate, I, and that's they're, the they're... oldest sounding thing I'll say. Right. But I, I, like, I look at TikTok. I look, here's the thing. I liked Vine. I thought Vine was incredibly creative. There was some skill I there. really did. There was right. some skill there. Yeah. TikTok, I'm just gone. like. Dude, TikTok's like, you know, how hot are you and, like, how, I, I will how say, suggestive though, can you dance? That's what TikTok I is. I will say, though, there have been some really funny trends on TikTok. There I don't have that. I don't have the app. I don't uh, either. But, like, right. I have people sign me, and I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty And you can funny. see them on Instagram sometimes, well, too. And the yeah. thing is, like, the, the, my problem with it is the funny trends get ruined by the mainstream TikTokers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're yeah. like, dude, you're not even funny. Like, <laughs> that one kid yeah. did a cool thing, and now you're ruining it. Yeah. You're bastardizing yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, and again. And they're bigger. Dude, they're literally right now bigger. Celeb- like, if, if. Oh, dude, if, it's so stupid. If they were like, hey, Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio are coming to the Pentacrest from noon to one. And then uh, Bradley Cooper and Chris Pratt will be in the IMU. At Everybody's the same going time. to. Everyone's Addison going Ray. to the Pentacrest. Right. Yeah. No yeah. one would go ask Bradley Cooper or Chris Pratt what it was like to actually do a skill. See, right? I'm, I'm they'd go watch Addison Rae and Charlie Demilio. I'm big into YouTube. I think YouTube takes a lot of skill. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna of, get into it. You said. I, I, I well, I, I mean, I watch a lot of it. I, I mean, do so. I mean, I mean, I told you guys, I. I couldn't do like TV or radio local. I mean, I ultimately want to get back into TV and radio and like right. do content. Like, I want to get into, I want to get back, get back into acting. I want to do a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, you I want to do cool. music. I went to a performing arts high school for three years. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, in Utah. Gotcha. So, uh, I mean, I, I love it. Like, I, I, I really want to get back to it. Not maybe maybe theater, but like, I really like to do like film That's cool. and, and That's stuff. Cool. But it's one of those things where like, so you, you definitely are definitely, you just like, you attract, you're attracted to creativity. For sure. Yeah. Basically you know, on all fronts. Because we are too, I would say. Like, we yeah. love music. Like, I think writing poetry and writing a song I'm a is big po- a poetry guy. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I can believe that. Like, it, uh, it's one of those things too where, and like. if you love to write, you love to write everything. Yeah. Think, no, exactly. You know? And I, I've, I've really, here's the thing though. When I got into sports writing, I really didn't like writing. I've slowly gravitated toward it. And I don't want to say I've made myself love it, but. Again, when when you get up and you're excited, like I love covering Iowa sports. Again, right. like this well, is dude, this is a dream. This so was cool. a dream starting gig for me. Like right, I couldn't yeah. have asked for anything better, unless I got like some TV sh- like reporting gig for like the NBA or something like that. Like, but, but I mean, that starts to happen. Like that's like that's in you know. Yeah, that could be in the future. You know, but you like, got a great starting point. But you know, and I feel like there's so many layers to my like the creativity that like I haven't unlocked yet and I'm still really trying hard to be able to bolster that because I mean it's a dude honestly creativity is a muscle it is like I don't think people recognize that I feel like people are like oh I'm either creative or I'm not creativity is a muscle you can train you have to work at it and you have to continue to expand yourself and you know and once you're not I mean I hate to cut you off no you're good go for it I've been doing that but once you're not working to build your creativity dude you're so dead in the water exactly because with the internet it's not what it used to be like it's not going to be like if you're on a commercial or the main TV show, then you're the guy. It's like, dude, there are people on the internet that are so creative and will be found. 
And whether I mean, if you're not working at it, like you're gonna you're gonna fall to the wayside really really quickly because anyone can make a website anymore no, or yeah. make a YouTube, yep. and they can create right next to you. So, so I'll say this: I wasn't gonna go here, but we kind of talked about it earlier. And now I kind of want to like re-bring this up because I feel like that actually can help me clarify my yeah, point where it. I maybe ostracize the Iowa media in me a little <laughs> bit. I said uh, I said on a podcast with my alma mater, I said I wanted to raise the standard for Iowa media. And I think some people took that the wrong way. Right. What I actually meant by that, what in like I think you explained it better than I did in the sense that these guys have been like these guys have been around forever, and there's a right. very they're highly respected. They've been doing great work for so long. But when I said that, I basically wanted to say, okay, I'm bringing in a new energy, a new perspective that like the Iowa market hadn't had, and I don't want to classify it as dead in the water. No. But it was the same voices, and it's been the right. same voices. I was bringing something new to the table, but it's I, just a systematic approach. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you can you can see and you can feel and you can smell when something's coming out of a system, because the thing about barstool is that's not a system. Right. Like, you can look at that and be like, that's not. Yeah. You know, that's not the same as everything else out there, and I definitely I I see what you're saying, and so I think that uh, hopefully that ends some ostracization <laughs> no. if that's even a word i'm a writer and i should probably know if that's a yeah, word or no, not i mean I, th- I think that was a really good way of saying that you know you I mean, know like, i think you've been i think fine. yeah like i said i think dead in the water is the wrong phrase when it comes to that stuff but at the same time it's like it's just it's something new that like yeah. helps bring like kind of right. re-energizes people and again not that they need re-energized but like it just kind of sparks people up especially i'm talking as far as like readers and listeners like okay hey you know what this is something new right sure. it's, it's different yeah. if you're not if you're not taking ground i feel like you're losing it you know yeah no, definitely. You really don't just sit in one spot. Either you're changing with the times and taking ground, or like you're falling way behind. Yeah. And the internet is moving so stupid yeah. fast. Oh, it's like, insane. Dude. It's crazy because what you were hired to do. How long have you been with twenty four seven? So I got hired in August of eighteen. Yeah. I mean, think of how much the internet's changed since then. Yeah. And then you're looking like five years from now, like, dude, what are we even going to be gonna talking be? about? Yeah. Like, I was talking to, uh, before I got hired, you know, when I went to Nebraska to play, I mean, I, I, I read a lot of these. I mean, I read Mark Morehouse, like, yeah, like the Bible, right. <laughs> you know, for yeah. Iowa football. I read, I mean, John Miller, when John Miller was really doing it outside of Hawkeye podcast, uh, Chad, Tom Caker, I mean, all yep. these guys. And, yep. you know, I got a chance to talk to Mark before a game and I was like, man, like, how do I get hired? Not at Iowa, but like, how do, what, what's the best thing I can do to like separate myself from the pack when I get out of college? And he right. goes like, dude, do everything. And that's literally what he said. He goes like, podcast, know how to shoot video, know how to take photos, know how to write for the web and for paper. That's and he goes funny, like, man. Cause... And he goes like, bro, when I got hired, I only had to, I, I, I had to just make sure my column fit within the, the newspaper inches. Right. Mm-hmm. It's funny, it's funny he said job. that because we've talked to some guys who said the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, we're looking at more something in the outdoor industry, but they say the exact same thing, you know. Yeah. Right, pictures. Yeah, that's kind of what. I mean, that's that's how we've ended up in this weird space where <laughs> yeah. we'll go from like we had a couple guys on not too long ago that they do like a, you know, a deer hunting show around here. They live in Tiffin and they're really cool and they're great guys. And then like we want to show that we can do those guys and have you on and have a completely different conversation. Yeah. Because what? it is like the the internet is just. Now it's just going to be like, can, what all can you do? Yeah. 
you know? It's it's really what it's about. Yeah. And like I told you, I'll say it on the air too because I DM'd you. I'm like, the way you guys approached what you want the podcast to be about, it's different. And I think that's that's an important thing too. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you guys should honestly, I hate to plug my old boss and stuff, but go to outsider.com. Like yeah, if you actually we'll look, at, look at some of that out. stuff. Like yeah. if you guys when are you into that. that name, like, right. Yeah, that was fascinating to me. You yeah, know? he... Uh, he just knows. I mean, it's the guy too. The guy who just knows how to build a successful business model. Clearly, really? he sold two of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shoot. Um, but you talk about being creative. I mean, he went from building two sports media powerhouses, as far as like collegiate athletics and high school rankings and all that go, right. to uh, Outsider.com, and he's doing stuff for like different business models and stuff like that. You talk about a guy who probably could retire right now. Right. Very mm-hmm. healthy, very happy, but he's still got that. Uh, that creative drive to be able right. to go yeah. do what he wants Until to do. that's gone. I mean, you can see that with people that have it. Like, He just enjoys what he does, I'm sure. Why would he stop? Yeah, exactly. Know? Well, it's like, again, it's like there's certain people that are just driven. Like, they don't care how much like money or whatever they get, but they need to be able to get up every day and to be able to right. bust ass. I mean, right. they, they, yeah. they, they're not well, wired. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Not wired I to mean, uh, complacency. Because right. complacency is the devil. Right. Well, that's basically about, what we've been saying. Yeah, the creati- yeah. yeah I mean, like, complacency is the devil. Right. I meant to say that earlier, but just the plateau thing hit me um but especially as far as creativity goes i mean it content creation it just even in my realm of like where you have to repeat certain columns you do recurring write-ups and stuff you have to be able to find new innovative ways to do it have to be like people appreciate the like people appreciate what you do but your business won't grow right right and i think if you're trying to grow a business and whatever i mean that's what you gotta do right so absolutely So kind of as we're, and this is kind of a good point to kind of move in here, maybe to our final stage of this. But what, what you were kind of talking about, um, where, like, where do you see yourself like going totally? I know you were kind of talking about TV, film, and all that, yeah. but kind of what gets you up in the morning, what, what's driving you, and like, where, where do you want to take this for you personally? Yeah. So I mean, first of all, I want to make sure that I mean, I'm very open to staying with CBS and 24/7. Like, it's been a great company for me. I mean, you know, my bosses and everything. I, I've not run into any negative right. experiences with them i only have good things to say about it. i'd ultimately want to build the iowa thing as much as i can the site and the business and because mm-hmm. i think iowa fans deserve it right. and where can um, they find you just you can plug that yeah real so hawkeyeinsider.com 24 7 sports iowa if you go cbs sports and you go to the iowa page that's mm-hmm. a lot of my stuff cool um on twitter at david eicholt your twitter is a good follow i appreciate that yeah, you're, you're very up to the minute on that so. um yeah i mean i'm addicted to it which is a good and a bad thing i know uh, <laughs> i am too i just don't have the following you do so i just watch you and I'm like like <laughs> that, that's my twitter interaction but so here, here's what i'll say is like i think slowly but surely i'm still trying to figure it out like i really want to do sports radio national radio regional radio tv and I ultimately want to make a healthy living, and I really, really want to open up uh, a charity for a. Uh, it's it's similar to Big Brothers Big Sisters, but it's more of a devoted partnership for like, um, you know, kids in po- poverty situations to be able to link them up and have like not even just a Big Brother Big Sister, so to speak. It's a mentor, right? It's to be able to push you and get out of situations. I want gotcha. to be able to open up like scholarships. That's uh, cool. I want to do something with mental health too, because mm-hmm. I'm very adamant about people need to be able to maintain their mental health right um but i mean as far i mean those are two of my like lifelong goals i'd say the other thing is like like i said earlier i really want to get into tv and film uh i don't know if i want to do serious or you know whatever the case may be maybe it's only camoing in like sports movies or whatever right yeah uh but i'd really like to do something like that i'd like to produce that'd be cool as well um that's the thing about but creative people 
like they always whenever you ask them they've always got like 12 things on their mind Dude, which I mean, is why I think I mean that's why you're being successful is because like yeah I appreciate that. it's not like a you know, you could ask some people, like, what's your big, you know, like, well, you know, they have, like, one idea. You just named off, like, eight things, and it's like, well, that's why you're going to be in the restaurant okay. business, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, like, it, I'm sort of all over the board, but I do, at the same time, I want to be able to centralize that, and I feel like I have a decent pathway of how I want to do these different things. Right. But, I mean, it ultimately, at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, letting your work speak for itself. You connect with the right people. You, you, yeah. You're genuine, and, you know, I... I, I'd like to think I'm fairly authentic and transparent about what I do and kind yeah. of who I am. Right. While at the same time, you got to be able to balance that. Right. With professionalism and sure. doing things the right way. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, who knows? I love Iowa. I love being in Iowa City. I love CBS. Um, if there's a bigger role for me at CBS, that's fantastic. I've, I mean, I've talked pretty openly with them about it. Um, and I, I, you know, I. Iowa fans have been really, really receptive as far as like the welcoming, like me and you right. know, I felt like they they take me seriously and they at least they they at least tolerate my stuff, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's a start, uh, yeah, it's a start. <laughs> uh, but no, man, we'll we'll see. Like I, I think at the end of the day is like you can have your own plans, but I think twenty twenty and everything else, it's always gonna be a whirlwind. You just gotta right. go with the flow, and yeah. it's about the way you respond to whatever adversity hits you. That right. uh, that's gonna define what you do and how you do it. So, totally, yeah. that's great. Yeah, cool. Well, I think that was a pretty natural ending point. Yeah. <laughs> Got anything else? You good? I'm good, man. Wherever. Cool. Hey, perfect. Well, thanks for coming on. I guess yeah, I'll appreciate it. Up, so.